0: you're listening to episode number five of the podcast welcome back content creators and welcome back to the newest experience this week we have joining us today a new owl hudis uh, who is here to share her experience and advice on growing as a streamer on twitch uh, there's some interesting points raised in this episode and you'll discover that not all partners are these crazy outgoing individuals that have all this energy it actually takes some people a lot of energy uh, and we're going to learn a lot about new owl in this episode and she has a lot of advice to give you so if you've got some time make sure you stick around and listen to the full episode thank you guys and let's jump straight into it you are listening to the content experience podcast the podcast for those wanting to learn more about all aspects of content creation and streaming each week, we sit down with some of your favorite streamers to get to know the story behind the stream and what advice they would give to help build your dream career in content creation. All this with your host, taco lover, sci-fi geek, and award-winning tap dancer, the Mike James. Guys, welcome back. So today we are joined with a new owl who this? a fantastic partner streamer here on Twitch, but don't take it from me. I'll let her introduce herself. Take it away, Owl.
1: Hi, I am new Owl, who dis? I, uh, as Mike says, I'm a partnered variety streamer on Twitch with a focus on ESO. I've been streaming for almost two years now. Actually, I just realized, um, and it's, it's been good. The Elder Scrolls community has been my bread and butter. That,
0: that's absolutely, uh, that's absolutely fantastic. So, Tell 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 us tell us all about your journey on Twitch. Like start from the very beginning. What, what how did you come to discover the magical land of Twitch?
1: <laughs> so I actually discovered Twitch because of Jackbox. Uh, my old roommate had showed me what Jackbox games was, and I'd never heard of it before. And was like, we can play this with people on this website called Twitch. And so I became a little. Like, I, I was super into Jackbox for a while, and that was kind of my introduction to Twitch. At the time, I didn't have a streaming PC or a PC at all. Um, so I, you know, I didn't get into streaming, but I then just got a free PC from an old coworker because his wife was like, you need to get this thing out of the house. So (laughs) once I got a PC, (laughs) I decided, you know, hey, I want to, you know, let me try streaming. Um, And my main motivation at the time was just to meet people to play Elder Scrolls online with because my roommate at the time wouldn't play with me. Uh, And, you know, affiliateship wasn't a thing yet. I didn't really know what partnership was. So I really just started on Twitch to connect with people.
0: I mean to be honest that's i love it when people say um that they started on twitch just to meet people because uh, especially nowadays you see so many people that are coming on to twitch and i'll throw my hands up i'm one of them you know that come on i mean i've been on twitch almost seven well i have been on twitch over seven years so um but you know i'm one of the people that is coming on to twitch now and is like i'd really love to this to be You know my career now twitch isn't necessarily a a career goal for me it's just part of the bigger picture um you know me wanting to be a like a full-time content creator i'm already a photographer outside of twitch so i'd love to be like a photographer content creator um but obviously you you mentioned starting with jackbox it's funny because i've actually just recently within like the past two months gotten rid of uh jackbox from uh our roster if you like because Mm -hmm. uh we moved on to bigger and better things such as marbles and twitch things but apparently I can't sing and I offend a lot of people so um but yeah tell us tell us a little bit about Elder Scrolls like what what was that like when you first got into Elder Scrolls and you were sort of obviously having people come into chat like what was what was that like
1: um you know Elder Scrolls, when I first started streaming, you know, it's not a huge category as it is. Uh, You know, it's not a directory where, you know, like Fortnite, there's tens of thousands of people watching it. You know, even now when it's more popular, there's maybe one to two thousand people watching it total. So back then it was even smaller and quieter. Uh, And it was still a very tight knit community then, which is good. And I think that helped a lot with my early growth because people would come in and then just kind of attach. Because there wasn't a lot of ESO streamers, um, but I mean, my my early experiences were good. You know, there was almost always somebody in there, uh, which I recognize is. Outside the norm. And I'm lucky to have had some people in there always chatting and playing with me. Um, But from the beginning, it's been just a really, really good community. And, um, you know, kind of, I don't want to say an easy directory to grow in, especially these days, but maybe a more forgiving directory to grow in, you know, compared to some of the battle royales and shooter games.
0: Yeah well yeah that was one of the uh one of the questions of which we we usually like to ask streamers you know is like kind of what games built them up cuz you know we've had um last our last week's guest partnered guest Stallion who yeah. you may be aware of he um mm. he obviously grew his main following on Fortnite so um you know a lot of a lot of streamers say you know not to stream over saturated games and I would be I'd be one of them and, you know in in the majority of cases I'd say you know you probably don't want to be streaming an oversaturated game um but if you if you bring something unique to the table it can you know you can, it can work for you no matter what game you're streaming if you are unique mm-hmm. enough but um so tell us tell us about a little bit obviously you mentioned that they, there was always somebody in there to chat to you what was it like a bit further down the line you know when you were getting closer to um those partnership numbers was that still did that become like a a mainstream goal for you or was it still like did you see the career potential if you like of it, like at so, uh, like, what point did that come in
1: so my my path with it being more of a career has been a little bit interesting as well um you know i i met duty beard another partnered streamer in December of 2017, Um, and that kind of put me on a more focused path with streaming. I I suppose is a good way to say it because he was uh, very focused as well, and that was kind of around the time that I realized, hey, maybe this could be something beyond just a hobby. Um, Even then, though, I didn't really put it into my head for it to be a full-time thing because, you know, there's financial aspects to everything and it's not always smart to just jump into full-time streaming. Um, but you know, I lost my job uh, last year around this time and just didn't really have a chance you know, a choice. I just said, okay, guess we're going to full-time stream. Um, and really, over this past 10 months has been really enlightening to see what it actually takes to be a full-time streamer. You know, it it is about content, but there's a lot that goes into it besides content that I don't think people think about beforehand. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I started thinking about it more seriously when I met Duty Beard. And then when I was thrust into the situation of not having a job, I said, all right, well let's uh let's give this a go
0: i mean i don't want to press on it too much because obviously we are all about positivity and inspiring people here on the mike james content experience podcast but i do want to i do want to sort of get your take on what it was like going from you know that full-time you know that full-time job and streaming and to just being not not necessarily for i think forced is the wrong word but you know like falling into full-time right. streaming like how what was that like
1: uh, stressful. You know, it, it was um, it was a very it was a crazy time, you know, because right around the time that I had lost my job, Duty Beard had just moved across a couple states to live with me. So we were still dealing with that. Uh, a few weeks after he had moved here, one of my dogs needed emergency surgery. So we were still dealing with that. And then right around that time, I lost my job. So it was very turbulent. But the Twitch Ooh. community, you know, really responded well. You know, I, it was, it was very positive in the end, you know, everybody was very encouraging. Uh, And I mean, you know, you, you, you're familiar at least with, with my community, it's all about positivity and, you know, Mm -hmm. building each other up. And they really, they did that for me. Uh, And everybody's been super supportive over the past you know, the past year. Um, and it, you know, again, I think I'm lucky with the community that I have. I don't know that if I had a different community, if I was a different creator, if things would have been as positive in the end as they were.
0: Yeah. I mean, it it, it sort of in in a way it falls down to just how like the community that you formed now, obviously you naturally formed a, a fantastic community. And then combined it with Duty Beard and I will admit that you definitely have one of the most amazing communities um for you know a- for anybody to join really um I remember actually the first time uh going into both yours and Duty Beard's separate streams yours was like just so in fact you were both just so loud it was absolutely amazing <laughs> um but I-, I do remember um you know, especially Duty Beard when, because uh, I was actually in a another streamer that he will know well, um, Hell's uh, stream, um, and I and I was in Hell's stream, and I got and I came over in the raid and Duty was uh, was very loud and uh, being his <laughs> usual self, and it was it was it was a great thing to see, and to be honest, this was before he was partnered, and I and I knew then that like that he was going to be a partner, and I mean, well, look at him now; he's absolutely nailing it, but. Um obviously we want to focus a bit more about you so tell us like obviously you got <laughs> you lost you lost your job um <clears throat> and then you got part you were obviously partnered on Twitch so what's mm-hmm. what's your experience and your journey on Twitch been like whilst you've been a partner and like because obviously we we mentioned before we started filming that you've recently got a new mm-hmm. job so congratulations on that Thank um, you and obviously we want to we want to we want to understand a little bit about you know the impact of full-time streaming and then you know having to go into a job because many streamers you know it's you know jobs are a a, a necessity sorry Mm -hmm. um you know to function and to survive so um we want to sort of let people out there know that just because you're a full-time streamer doesn't necessarily mean that the financial element stops so do you want to tell us a little bit about that? sure
1: yeah so i i didn't actually get partnership until maybe five months after i started streaming full-time um you know and that that sort of limited me in the first five months just in terms of seeking out sponsorships and additional income which is something that you know if you're going to be a career streamer or a full-time streamer you can't just base it on you know subs you have to kind of try and find these other sources of income so for that first five months i was kind of Shoot in, I guess. Um, and it was, you know, it, I had to rely heavily on the community. And luckily, you know, with Duty Beard still working at the time, he was still working a, a regular job. Um, you know, it was okay. But once I hit partnership and some more doors started opening for me, things got a little bit more comfortable. Um, you know, but again, the financial aspect is still not as solid as it would be, you know, if I was still working a full time, 40 hour a week job. So, and, I don't know that I would have started streaming full-time this soon, you know, if I hadn't lost the job yet. So it's something that I always caution people on because I do have a lot of people who say, you know, I, I lost my job and now I want to be like you and just stream full-time. And I, I always have to say, wait, pump the brakes. <laughs> you know, you don't want <laughs> you don't want to necessarily do that. I was just in a situation where, you know, I was afforded the opportunity of the luxury of streaming full-time for a while, so... <laughs> but I mean, it's you know yeah. it's hard work.
0: Oh yeah definitely. I mean you mentioned something there about you know um building up um like other means of income as a streamer and not just relying on subs now. I have I always tell people you know that you should have you know, other side, you know, what you call a side hustle or other things Mm -hmm. that you can monetize, hence why. Uh, And I'll be totally transparent. You know, it's kind of why I'm doing the, um, you know, the streaming and the podcasts, and then I'm still doing the photography uh, and I'm still working for businesses. What was your, what was your, obviously, if you don't want to speak, go too much into depth and you don't have to, but we tell us a little bit about what your other means of income were like around streaming?
1: sure um well you know photography is one for me as well and i you know i know you know that because that's what we <laughs> connected over on twitter when we met um you know but there's been a couple of photography projects unfortunately not as much as i'd like because the weather where i live hasn't been conducive to that um you know right. but yeah and <laughs> i guess the other thing that i've been doing is i i am an account manager for press start uh which is an influencer management company essentially um so i have done some work for other content creators and you know helped with sponsorships and i've gotten a commission you know from those things which has helped um but beyond that it's a lot of just looking into your own opportunities and kind of deals that you can make with these uh developers or you know companies like streamloots for example who want to sponsor people and give you something and you can make some money off of it in return for just promoting them a little bit um but yeah i guess the to answer your question the side hustles were a little bit of photography the account management piece uh and i was also running social media for a couple of creators for a while
0: How did you run into the opportunity to work for that influencer platform? Just because I know that there's a lot of people that will probably listen to this and they'll be trying to think of like, you know, a side hustle that they can do not well yeah, at home. So like, how did you, how did you find that opportunity? Because that sounds awesome.
1: I was actually, I made the connection, um, it was somebody that Duty Beard knew, um, the, the gal who started this company, Duty Beard already knew her, so I connected with her at TwitchCon, uh, which is why meetings at things like TwitchCon and PAX are important if you want to do this as a career, um, you know, but we we met at TwitchCon and she said, I like what you do, I think, you know, with your actual work background, you're more than capable of, ha- you know, ha- handling this and helping me with this, uh, and it kind of just rolled on from there so it's you know another situation where I've been fortunate to have connections in place to kind of bridge those gaps
0: I mean that's (laughs) you have so many like elements that are just so inspiring to even people like me it's you know because like you said you know photography is like one side hustle but when you've got and I'm sure it's the same over there right now especially with all the cold weather that you've been having but in -hmm. the UK when you've got that cold rainy sort of Pre spring weather, um, not many people want to book to to have photographs taken, um, right? <laughs> so yeah, definitely learning, you know, that there's more than just, um, you know, that there's an endless supply of you know side hustles that you can do alongside mm-hmm. streaming. But you know, for many people, you know, it has to be a like a nine to five job or a part a part time job. So right, I t- I take it your inspiration for getting a part time job was just purely financial right
1: yep pretty much i um, you know with i mentioned earlier you know my dog had an emergency surgery right around the time i got laid off um the two years prior to that he had knee surgeries so it was like three years of surgeries in a row oh. um so there's just you know there's just more Financial aspects that I need to pay attention to. Um, so, yeah, I just working again, you know, the ultimate goal would be eventually that Duty Beard and I are both full time once again. Um, but I just need to, you know get some things solidified before we revisit that and it it, it, that all ties back into just being smart with it you know everybody's Mm -hmm. so anxious these days it's like a race to hurry up and get partnered and be a full-time streamer um and i you know i just wish people would slow down really consider what their reality is and make sure that it's a good smart decision you know to jump into that
0: yeah, I mean, we were we were actually just saying before we started recording this podcast, um, with the chat that, um, you know, so, so many people seem to, you know, they they came onto Twitch yesterday and they want to be partnered tomorrow, and it's like you see it all the time. People that are are coming on now. I've been on Twitch for seven years. It'll be my my account seven year birthday this year. Now I haven't been wow. streaming, um, obviously all that time. I actually started off um casually streaming minecraft not really looking to achieve anything from it um because i was in college and then i started uni so i focused on uni uh, but mm-hmm. all that time i was a moderator for some you know large scale streamers some partner streamers that were full time um and then i actually decided that i wanted to come back to streaming as you know like a hobby in like february last year and, uh, and then i really struggled um to, you know tech photography to the place where I needed to be. So then it got to about August, and I sort of thought that, you know, I'm still doing the photography, but I really wanted to, you know, focus on content creation because I've been doing it for years and years and years. So, but we were just saying, you know, that for me, it's not it's not a case of being a race. It's just a case of you know i still i still don't it's a it's a funny ongoing thing but I still don't even have a a proper established name for my community yet because I used to go by the uh by the twitch legion but then I sort of changed things you know i changed my name and uh changed everything and sort of lost that so you know it's it's by no means a race, but I'm definitely you know trying to build something uh and that's mm-hmm. you know why I do the podcast and why I do the streaming. Uh, And I was actually just thinking to myself there when you uh, when you were talking about hopefully coming back into it full time. Eventually, Um, you and Doody Beard should definitely start a podcast because you two have such a great potential of doing like a loud, you know, like partner, not Twitch partner, but, you know, actual physical partners um, as content creators and, you know, talking about life as, you know, together Mm -hmm. as content creators and just the personalities that you both have, I think that would be a great podcast but anyway that's a, that's a business meeting for another time um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no tell us what what's the hardest things that you've found about um like streaming on twitch in in general
1: the hardest things um you know for me because i i you know I have some I, you know, I have chronic pain issues and things Mm -hmm. like, and things like that as well. The hardest thing for me, which is also what I preach to be one of the most important things has been consistency. Um, you know, so again, I've succeeded despite, you know, a lack of very, you know, very solid consistency, just because my schedule does have a tendency to go poof, because I have, you know, a bad pain day or something like that. Um, But consistency has been very difficult for me. Um, You know, I I did okay when chat days were slow, you know, those typical struggles, Mm -hmm. mostly because I just sang to myself, you know, I was always able to entertain myself. And I think the reason that I didn't struggle with maybe some of these dips that happen and plateaus and, you know, slow nights, whatever, is because my whole point of streaming was just to meet people. So that goal is always met. Um, so it's, it's hard to be disappointed or struggling with certain things when, you know, the root of your goal is just in connecting with people because, I'm I'm always doing that, you know. So it's always successful in in that sense, if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> no, no, I mean that that really does make sense, and I feel like you know every. I feel like everybody could take a really valuable point away from that because if you, a lot of people are driven by number goals, and I was driven by, and I still am driven by number goals um, to a sense. But if you take out any number goals and just have the basic goal of, like you said, just you know wanting to make a friend then you ultimately, you don't have that pressure of meeting numbers. You have that pressure of, well, it's not even a pressure. You just have that goal of just meeting somebody new. And if somebody new comes into your chat room and says, hi, then you've instantly met that goal. And it's going to give you your, it's going to, you know, give you that feeling that you've achieved your goal. And therefore it's just going to make your stream a whole more positive space. I mean, you've already got like one of the most positive attitudes I've ever seen um and especially you know considering like all of the chronic pain that you've spoken about and that was like another thing that I wanted to sort of touch upon just because I I know 100% what it's like not personally um so I have to be careful how I word this um because I know a lot of people tend to be I'm not saying that you are but a lot of people tend to be quite fussy when people say they understand when they don't really understand blah, blah 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 but I do understand because obviously my partner, my fiance Ashley, who I've been with five years in April, um, obviously she has rheumatoid arthritis, um, and with mm-hmm. that came uh, fibromyalgia and uh, you know a bunch uh, a bunch of other things that have you know caused her to you know have a really pain in the ass <laughs> a couple <laughs> of years basically, um, or more specifically pain in the joints, should I say? Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but like the you know, all of that comes with chronic pain. So I, I've, i you know, I feel you 100% when you say that, you know, the chronic pain stops you from doing things. Cause I saw it with mm-hmm. Ashley, she was like this really outgoing person. Um, you know, and she, and she loved, you know, going out, taking dogs for a walk. She used to go and ride her horse every day. And then she went from that to being completely bed bound and diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. It was a it was a you know it was hard it was hard for me but it was absolutely you know life-breaking for Ashley at the time and it took a lot to get over that but um obviously that for you obviously plays in with your stream schedule right like sometimes you'll just be feeling you know like your body will be in a bit of pain so you'll need to sort of take a step back and Mm -hmm. would you say that that not it obviously didn't hinder your growth because you are now a twitch partner and it's wonderful but did you ever feel like that held you back a little bit
1: sure you know and i i can still experience that feeling a little bit even now um you know because while i'm not so focused on numbers that I let it ruin, you know, streams and this and that all the time. You know, when you are taking Twitch as more of a career, you do still have to worry about them to an extent, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you do still have to kind of push growth and and things like that, regardless of everything else. So if there's, you know, even recently, um, you know, I've had weeks where I'm only streaming once or twice a week because of pain issues or the new job or, you know, whatever the issue is um and you know i notice a a a dip you know there's always that same group of you know regular community members but there things are a little different when you're gone for a while, not in a horrible way, but you do notice like a change slightly. You know, you kind of have to mm-hmm. ramp back up, get that momentum back going. Um, so, like you said, it didn't completely hinder my growth in the sense that I am, you know, I, I did still get partnership in under two years and and that sort of thing. But it makes me wonder how much quicker growth could have been, or would have been, or could continue to be, you know, if I could stay consistent with three to four days a week. Um, Because when I first went full time, when I lost my job, I dove into like streaming six days a week and I burnt out really quick um, and had to recalibrate and go, okay, maybe I can only handle a few streams a week. So it's, you know, it's about finding that sweet spot as well, I think. Yeah. But Ian. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I
0: was just going to say, like, I don't want to, I don't want to sort of, go revert back to the whole financial discussion that we had, but obviously it I do wanna just sort of make a a disclaimer if you like that, you know, I always use the term, you know, get into partnership, which I suppose in reality I should be careful about saying because partnership isn't the goal here. The goal is establishing a community that is large enough to sustain your lifestyle as a as a streamer. Um but the reason why we use partnership as like that first stepping stone is I've always said on Twitch, I always feel like getting affiliate is like applying for the job and then Mm -hmm. getting partnership is like getting the job. So you've got the job. Now you've got to spend the rest of your life working very hard at the job in order to keep the job and do Mm -hmm. your actual job. And I, and I always, I've always said that in my head because to me, it feels like a lot of people and I'm sure you'd agree um, feel like partnership is sort of like the be all and end all. But obviously, right. as we've discussed, it's not. But I mean, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? I don't think me and you sitting here discussing that partnership isn't the end of it, isn't going to change, you know, thousands of people's minds suddenly. Um, but I mean, that's kind of why I wanted to discuss it with you, is that people think that partnership is the end of it. But it's, it's not, is it? Like you would say that mm-hmm. your journey... Is barely begun.
1: <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I, I would even venture to say that, you know, if you're, if you're taking streaming as a career, you know, this doesn't include people who just want to stream for fun. Um, you know, if you're taking streaming as a career, partnership is kind of the, uh, that's, the, it's almost the first step. You know, that's where the, the real work starts, I, I guess, because, you know, it's almost easier, at least if you're like me, if you're more goal oriented, to have that carrot out in front of your nose, um, you know, the carrot of partnership. And once you hit it, a lot of people go, okay, what's next? And then they falter and they fade. So that real hard work starts once you get partnership, because there's no longer somebody telling you this is what you need to work towards. And you kind of have to figure that out for yourself. And that's part of figuring out your brand, you know, establishing your community. And it's not something that people consider a lot of the time, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can it's it's funny actually because i i don't know how familiar you are with people like um gary v um uh, and he actually he actually makes a point where he discusses that if you make if you build your brand on one platform okay let's use twitch as our example here if you build your platform on just twitch and you have a community on just twitch if one day twitch was to turn around and say you know wish you know, where, you know, you're no longer allowed to stream like gaming content on Twitch or for whatever reason, you know, thousands and thousands of people are going to realize that, you know, their income, especially the people that are trying to go full time, their income and everything has dried up, like in one move, their income will have dried up, you know, they won't have, they won't have a community anymore, because it'll be Twitch focused. And I mean, I don't know about you, but that's kind of why I always say to people that there really should be. Content creators rather than full, like full-time content creators rather than full-time streamers because if right. you're a full-time content creator, then at least you know you've got you can be building up your following on Twitter and Instagram and you know you can collect not collect them but you know you can build up your community in Discord. Then you can stream, you can release videos, and then there's countless many platforms where you can build up this audience. And then if one of them goes down, then you've still got all the others to sort of fall back on and then even right. on top of that you'd want like a product to sell or a service to offer um just so that you've even got that other income on top of that and i mean you you've obviously had that in the past you know talking about your whole um journey as you know being there for the uh the influencer business and things and mm-hmm. i mean that's just that that, that I, i'm gobsmacked by that not not just because because i didn't even know that was a thing but um <laughs> it's it's great to hear you know that somebody that's partnered is mentioning that you know you need these sort of side these side elements but mm-hmm. let's let, let's move away a little bit from actually talking about just streaming let's talk about you you as an individual because one thing i don't i don't know i don't know if you want to share this with with anybody and if you don't that's fine but i know that one thing with streaming especially having the um the health, you know, the, the chronic pain is that even without the chronic pain, a lot of people face, you know, quite a hard time mentally. Um, so surely with, with all of, you know, the chronic pain and, you know, streaming full-time that would have affected you mentally. Right.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the last, the last time I went live a day or two ago, you know, my go live tweet mentioned that I was having some anxiety issues, but we were pushing through, you know? Um, so there, there's some mental aspects to the pain as well. Cause of course, waking up, in pain every day you know as your fiance can relate i'm sure is not like fun you know you know (laughs) we kind of have to you know we start here at our days whereas other people you know would start here and we have to work our way up to get to that kind of baseline feeling good level you know which can be hard you know especially on days where you're feeling burnt out from streaming which i know everybody does feel every now and again um you know with the the physical aspect of it days where it's like man You know, I know I need to stream, but I just can't. And then you get some kind of guilt wrapped up in there. So it it can be kind of hard, you know, but it it comes down to your support system and your community as well. You know, nobody in the community has ever made me feel poorly for anything. You know, everybody's pretty Mm -hmm. understanding. Uh, But yeah, there there is that that mental aspect, um, you know, and streamers deal with mental struggles with related to streaming and other things generally as well so it's just amplified maybe a little bit
0: yeah so i I feel like i should have asked this more at the start of the stream but you know the the term i think the term better late than never certainly applies here um but i'd love to know a little bit about how you came to discover your sort of you know your your energy if you like your whole brand and your name and things because you have you have great energy when when you tune into your stream and and i'd love to get your insight into like obviously i know you know i'm not sitting here saying oh you you fake your energy but i'm not saying any of that (laughs) i'm just saying like you know as somebody with you know all the issues you know discussed like how do you build yourself up to portray that energy on screen surely that can't be easy
1: yeah, I mean, my my pre-stream uh, ritual, I guess, is I have a playlist on Spotify called like jams, you know, and it's just some of my personal favorite songs that I can sing or whatever over and over and over again. So when I'm getting ready, I'll generally put that on and that kind of just resets the mental state a little bit. Um, you know, living with Duty Beard helps, you know, having that energy across the hall, obviously, because he is naturally a much more energetic person than I am. Um, But it's interesting you asked me about that because it's one of those things where I didn't really know I had this energy until I streamed, I suppose. Um, In real life, I'm very, I'm like an actual introvert where, you know, being around people is draining and I tend to be quiet at first and kind of more laid back until I get to know you. So being in this situation where I'm all of a sudden energetic as soon as I hit start streaming is kind of an anomaly to me still as well. Um, but it, it's just something, I don't know, something is able to come out of me a little bit. But yeah, just having a good playlist to amp up to and, you know, just thinking positive thoughts <laughs> helps <laughs> to bring the energy up a little bit.
0: No, I mean, that answer is, is fantastic because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to, you know, go live on Twitch and play games, but it's another thing to bring the energy that you do and i think it's it's great that you mentioned rituals because you know one, one of one of the i'd like to say that i have rituals before i start streaming but my ritual is um oh ashley what time is it oh it's five <laughs> past nine. Oh crap i'm running five minutes late i've got to go stream good night babe i'm <laughs> running and then run upstairs and then go live and pretend that i've been planning it for the last half an hour um because i my fiance gets in at like 5 p.m. and then i cook dinner and we sit and we watch netflix um we're currently just watching that Umbrella Academy um on um. netflix um that everybody's raving on about and it, it, it's a good show but um that aside uh i actually asked her today i was she was like oh you're streaming tonight and i was like yeah why and she was like oh well it's 10 past 9 and i don't think i've ever moved so fast in my entire life <laughs> I ran upstairs because I I knew that obviously I knew that you were going to be coming on, um, roughly at around ten. And the last thing I wanted was for you to like come into the stream at nine or whatever, and then be like, "Oh, Mike's not Mike's not going live. I wonder what's going on." So, I I definitely panicked a bit. But um, I mean, yeah, you've you've given some some obviously fantastic insight to your experience. But if I if I was to ask you now, like, I want I want to throw a couple of scenarios at you. So say say somebody hadn't heard of twitch until last week and they were like oh i really want to stream on twitch and i want to make it a career what what sort of advice would you give them
1: um i mean if they'd never heard of twitch before and they were coming out the gate saying they wanted to make a, a career after hearing about it for the first time uh you know it goes back to the pump the brakes thing mm-hmm. i always tell people you know i encourage everybody to try streaming because it, you know, it doesn't cost you anything really technically to stream and why not? Uh, And a lot of people will find that they just like doing it for fun. Um, But my advice to that person would be try it, you know, try it for a few months, make sure it's something that you actually enjoy, because a lot of people don't enjoy it, you know, some people just Mm -hmm. don't like broadcasting and that, you know, that's fine. So tell them, you know, try it first. And then if it's something that they find that they do enjoy, then they need to just start slowly building that foundation for the marathon not the sprint
0: <laughs> i mean yeah i definitely agree what about somebody that's currently sat around about 10 viewers average and playing maybe something that's not so not that isn't mainstream but isn't you know like completely niche let's say something like uh is counter-strike still in the top 10 on twitch i'm not really sure if it is but say something like counter-strike and they've got like 10 to 15 viewers like what what sort of advice would you give that i mean i know this is a very very broad question because there could be an amplitude of things that you know if they're coming to you saying oh why am i not growing or whatever there could be a million reasons but like say what what's the best way to word this like how what's your take on branding what sort of advice do you give people when it comes to like branding themselves on twitch
1: um you know branding it's something that you should think carefully about you know I, I i spent maybe a week coming up with my username and that was before i even Had any ambitions for streaming, you know? Um, But at the same time, branding can also be flexible. Um, You know, I think some people start with a random username when they maybe didn't expect anything to come of it. And then they feel like they're pigeonholed into this brand when maybe they should rebrand and think of something a little bit more effective. Um, So, you know, put thought into it, think of something that is. that's sustainable as well. You know, I've seen a lot of people put themselves into a very specific game niche. And then six months later, they don't like that type of game anymore. And then they go, shoot, what do I do? I'm branded as, let's say, a horror streamer, but I don't like horror games anymore. And then their brand is kind of dead in the water until they do something about it. So, you know, put thought into it, but think about sustainable things, be realistic with what you think you're going to be doing, you know, a year from now, but really don't be afraid to rebrand if it, you know, if it comes down to it, because you're going to be hurt more by a poor brand, you know, than not. It's, it's
0: interesting, actually, your take on, um, you know, being like genre specific, because I had a discussion with um, that nerd Violet, who Mm -hmm. um, is a horror, you know, horror variety streamer uh, on Twitch, and we were discussing how and I hold similar views in that how being a genre specific streamer can sort of like help, you know, grow your channel. And we are obviously talking about growth and obviously being um, a variety streamer. We're talking about being a genre specific variety streamer, not just one game, but an actual genre so for example in your case you know you built yourself up on elder scrolls online um Mm -hmm. so maybe not to you directly but if somebody else came to us and said oh i'm getting bored of elder scrolls but you know my community is built up on it then like maybe say to them you know maybe try um like wow or you know an mmo that feels similar to that uh, I'm not really sure. I'm sure there will be an MMO out there, but, you know, go to another MMO, MMO that feels similar but has different mechanics. And then, because your core community is still then able to engage in the MMO aspect and element and still able to get the value that you brought to them when you were on Elder Scrolls, but they're getting it on a different MMO instead. So, but if you imagine, and you make a valid point though, because, you know, if you get bored of it, at like MMOs, then yeah, your brand is sort of going to be dead in the water. But at the same time, if you just got bored of that one game, it's it's going to be, I don't know, would you agree that it would be better to go to another MMO rather than to go to, say, League of Legends or Fortnite or something, you know, or, or you know, Apex or, you know, a completely different genre that has a completely different style?
1: You know, it, it's going to depend on the community and the creator a bit as well. You know, when I started moving into other games besides Elder Scrolls when I got that that you know variety aspect people kept coming from my Elder Scrolls streams because of just me um so you know if you if you have a creator who's based on personality which is usually us creators who aren't like insanely good at games um you know if <laughs> if you're building your community around you as a creator they're going to follow you kind of regardless um you know when i'm speaking about like genre specific i mean if somebody has full on said i only play this genre then that's when you enter into dangerous territory so that's why i always say i'm a variety streamer with a focus on eso you know when people could say i'm a variety streamer with a focus on horror games or a variety streamer with a focus on xyz so that way you're still setting that expectation for your community that you're probably going to play other stuff and then you're probably going to attract people who just want to be around you. Um, And that's my experience at least, you know, I also don't have the, the, the point of view of somebody who builds a community around just being really good at a specific game. So I can't offer too much in terms of that. You know, if you've built a community because you're really good at Fortnite, for example, it's probably going to be more difficult to move around to another game and in that case you probably want to stick with the shooter versus like some jackbox or some random community game i
0: mean yeah i mean you, you, that one line alone i think is kind of good you know that you know saying that you're a variety streamer with a focus on x you know x or y or z or whatever is probably a better way um to go go about the whole variety streaming thing um rather than just pigeonhole pigeonholing yourself into one specific genre. Now even look, I will throw my arms up, even I'm learning something now because last week I would have told somebody if somebody came to me and was like, Oh well, I love playing horror games, then I would have said, Oh well become a horror, you know, a horror variety streamer but you make a you know, you open something new up to me and by saying, Well, maybe you should brand yourself as, you know, a variety streamer who focuses on horror. Rather than just you know you're a horror variety streamer, so it's kind of the same words, but it's just twisting them around a little bit to mean something a little right. bit less specific and a little bit more broad. So I think you've mm-hmm. uh, you've nailed a good point there. Um, but I mean, that aside, is there is there any other sort of bits? Of, what's your advice on Twitter? Actually, I'm interested to get your take on on twitter because that's how we met i mean um Mm -hmm. i saw you on twitter and then i dropped you a, I dropped you a dm and then we ended up talking about photography for like hours and this was was, i'll be honest and people are probably gonna laugh at me for saying this i didn't you know i knew who you were and i knew that you were part like i knew that you were a partnered streamer but i kind of forgot when i first messaged (laughs) you because obviously i didn't know you very well at the time so i messaged Mm -hmm. you with just the intent of just networking with some with another streamer. And then I was talking, because I didn't leave the DMs at the time, I was just chatting to you about photography and you actually replied, so which was, you know, shock, horror. Um, and then it wasn't until afterwards that I actually came out of it and then I looked at your profile and then I clicked on your Twitch link and I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, she, she's a parted streamer. And I was like, well... You know, because I always, I always laugh because once upon a time, I, you know, I used to think like four years ago that partners had like this celebrity status. So I sort of saw it and I was like, huh, oh, well,
1: <laughs> um, yeah,
0: <laughs> and it, I, it obviously it didn't change like my perception of you because we had already established that we had a love for photography and you know things like that, and it was fantastic, but. I mean do you ever feel like people treat you like a little bit differently because of like the partner status
1: Um a little bit you know there are, you once you get your check mark you know you might notice maybe an increase of random people reaching out for no reason um but i luckily you know i I don't know. I think I just don't allow people to treat me differently. You know, you mentioned that you didn't realize that I was a partner and I actually kind of am glad for that because I always encourage people to approach creators that they want to approach because they like their content, you know, don't approach somebody just because they're a partner or don't avoid somebody because they're not, you know, focus on the content or, you know, whether that's on Twitter, Twitch, whatever, and just don't be afraid to connect you know regardless of whatever status there might be but i know what you mean because when i i went to my first twitch con four months into streaming it was like a last minute decision friends were going so i decided to go and i met the only partnered streamer that i watched at the time and i like freaked out you know it was like a it was like (laughs) a weird celebrity moment you know experience and i was like when i did get partnered i'm like man i kind of hope that that doesn't happen because like i I like don't know how to handle that when somebody is like, oh my gosh, it's owl. I feel I don't know, because I'm I don't I'm just I'm the same as everybody else, I guess, you know. But I, I have noticed a little more random messages, but other than that, luckily I haven't been treated too different. I don't notice anybody like trying to clout chase or anything, which is mm-hmm. good.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, that's kind of why it's kind of like the sole purpose why I do this podcast, is because I want to show people, you know, the people that are looking to, like, become partnered streamers, if that's their goal, or to build it up as a career and things like that. I kind of want to show people that, you know, at the end of the day, just because you become a partner, it doesn't mean your financial struggles are going to stop. It doesn't mean you're going to have to stop putting effort in. It doesn't mean that you're going to change as a person. And to be honest, you and, like, so many other like partnered streamers have been absolutely amazing because like we were sort of talking about you know the whole celebrity status like when you when you're first getting to doing podcasts and you're like messaging like the first couple of partnered Mm -hmm. streamers and you're like you want to come like i remember the first time actually i had um seddy aka the green dumpling Mm -hmm. um come and do a talk now this was before i actually established it as a podcast but he came onto the show and did a talk and At the time, I was just panicking like real hard. I was like, I was like, I said to him, like, "Look, you don't have to retweet it. You don't have to like. I don't have to advertise that you're coming on at all. I'd just appreciate it if you could just." come and spend some of your time to give people some advice and you know i, I won't say that you're coming on the show i won't put any tweets out there <laughs> and i just completely freaked out at like this whole like partnership level thinking like you know that I, he's not going to want to be associated with like with a small fry like me but then the more that i reached out to people like you stallion um and even just people like like you know, like duty beard as well. You know, mm-hmm. just dropping. You know, just he drops into the chat every now and then, and it's just like you are normal people. <laughs> and that's yes. kind of like <laughs> that's kind of like what I love about this podcast is it's like it's showcasing humans rather than these magical people that know mysterious knowledge that nobody else knows in order to you know build make it a career or to gain that partnership. um Right. And you've given some great insights and i mean if there's i know we were talking about twitter is there anything that you want to add about twitter like what's your experience with twitter
1: so twitter um you know admittedly still new for me i didn't use twitter until i started streaming and then i used twitter completely wrong for probably the at least six to nine months to start right um (laughs) because it's hard you know it's hard to just create a twitter and then go okay how do i how do I do this now? You know, it's it's almost easier on Twitch because you're broadcasting yourself, but with Twitter, it's like you you have to try and glean these followers from just random tweets or interactions. So, um, so I'm still learning with Twitter, but you know, one of the big things is I'm just. I try to engage a lot, you know, even if I'm not, even if I'm not responding to people, I'm at least liking things, showing them that I'm seeing their content. Um, You know, I go into specific hashtags for certain communities and I check things out there and I notice the more that I engage, even if I'm not commenting, you know, the more people are going to click on your page and maybe follow you, interact with you. Um, So for that, sorry, my advice got twisted around in my head there. For that, to prepare for that, you should have like a good pin tweet. You know, I have a pin tweet that introduces myself, says, you know, these are the games that I play. I'm a partner. I work for Press Start. Uh, You know, here's all my links. And when people will then randomly go and click on your page from these random engagements, they get a really quick snapshot of who you are and they can decide quickly, you know, if they want to follow you. Um, Another important thing is your bio. I see so many bios that are either just blank or just filled with random nonsense. And I, you know, it doesn't anybody to follow you back. A lot of people on their phones, they can't even see your full bio either, which I don't think a lot of people know. So it's important to have a high impact profile, like in that first sentence too, I found. Um, But really for Twitter, just stay active, stay engaging. Don't retweet too much, uh, because that does mess with the algorithm. You know, there's the mysterious Twitter algorithms about retweeting and how much original content you're using, things like that. Um, So really just stay active and do some research on algorithms. I don't know enough about them to speak 100% confidently, you know, here, but do do some research on algorithms because that does make a difference Um, and, you know don't tag people when you're going live don't use too many hashtags all that basic stuff but i'm really i'm really still learning along with everybody when it comes to twitter i think your twitter is actually more active than mine mike
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i I don't want to it's because i've been you know basically just doing what you're doing just you know like studying what what's working and what isn't working and I mean, that's kind of what I just do as a, you know, as a content creator in general. I look at the streams that are working, the streams that aren't working, you know, the, the podcasts that get the listens and the podcasts that don't and, uh, you know, the tweets that do well and the tweets that don't. And I just kind of, I'm just, you know, super self-aware self about what content works and what doesn't. But I mean. Mm-hmm.
1: That's it, a good point too, you know, being being self-aware, Back this type of tweet did really well versus this other type of tweet which didn't um you know i don't think a lot of people go back and analyze that stuff with twitter you know a lot of people don't even know that there's a twitter analytics page where you can take a look at all your impressions mm-hmm. and engagement and that type of thing um you know getting good at twitter is it's a whole separate beast than twitch because twitter is its own marketing monster so to speak you know Mm-hmm.
0: It, I mean, it is, uh, but it's it's also great, uh, as you know, it's a great tool for sort of building up a community as well. I mean, I have people on my Twitter that, you know, retweet things and like things and comment on a lot of my tweets that don't actually watch my streams. But I, mm-hmm. I love that because I love having the different communities at the different levels. Just, you know, some of them are actually in the Discord and then some of them aren't um and i just love having communities in different areas that can help people and you know interact with people on on different levels than just coming into the stream but i mean you've raised some absolutely fantastic points and i know that um you know you mentioned briefly when we were chatting before that you know it'd be great to have you and duty beard on uh in in the future and so duty beard we're coming for you uh just thought <laughs> that one um <laughs> uh and to be honest it's just been absolutely fantastic you know having you on the show uh and yeah. just, you know it's been super great that you've just you know so gladly like reached out and just you know i was expecting when you you know going back to what i was talking about when you message partners you know i was kind of expecting like you know you to not not necessarily you know p- play it up or anything or turn me down but i was kind of just expecting that like you know that that difficult sort of element of, oh, well, I don't really have time. But as soon as I asked you, you were like, yeah, sure. When and And when? I was like, I I, I kind of, like, wasn't ready for it. So I was kind of, like, sat there, (laughs) like... um,
1: um, No, I love doing this stuff.
0: (laughs) Like, I was just sort of sat there, like, you know, like... I don't know what it is. I don't think I'm ever going to lose that. I think whenever I look at people... Because I'd say that you and Doody were definitely a good, you know, big inspiration to, you know, especially your energy and things like that. But, I mean, we could sit here and talk all day, and I know that there's many questions that uh, want to be answered. So I think we'll go ahead uh, and we'll wrap things up for this week. So where, Owl, can people find you um, when they are looking for you?
1: Yeah, I'm at New Owl Who H-O-O, not W-H-O, on uh, on every so Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera. Uh, And I will be streaming again tomorrow evening around around 8 p.m. Pacific.
0: It's I just love that you said that you clarified it's like New Owl Who Dis with H-O-O because I put a tweet up earlier and I tagged you in it and I accidentally put New Owl Who Dis, like W H O. And then I yep. realized like 30 seconds after I put it up, and I was like, oh, crap, I spelled it wrong. So I had to go delete the tweet. Luckily, nobody liked the tweet in that like 20 second period, um, which is actually kind of rare, but I-, I saw it and I was like, oh, crap. Bizarre. I had to go in and change all that. So I changed all that and I changed it on the actual OBS scene as well. Um, <laughs>
1: it happens all the time. And it's my. <laughs> I'm the one with the spelling. So. <laughs>
0: um, But no, your name was Harry Potter inspired, wasn't it?
1: yeah so i i was thinking about my username and the meme new phone who dis popped into my head and for some reason i was thinking about that meme in relation to hogwarts uh and the fact that kids at hogwarts don't have cell phones they have owls so the meme in the hogwarts universe would be new owl who dis instead of new phone who dis uh and then you know i'm just a harry potter freak so it worked well with being able to to put my Hedwig stuff in with the branding oh God, as awesome. well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know in, uh, in another stream that we were chatting the other day, I said to you and, uh, you and extended to duty be that. If you ever wanted to come over to the UK that, you know, you can come and stay at mine and my fiance's house, um, for, you know, perfectly for free. And that offer still stands if you ever want it. But I think we would definitely get on well, because me and my fiance are huge Harry Potter freaks. Like, we watch Harry Potter all the way through, maybe two or three times a year, and we are just obsessed (laughs) with Harry Potter. I mean, I've actually got a couple of Harry Potter uh, things behind me. Uh, You're picking up your little Ron Weasley on his uh, horse chest. Hold on, let me get my... um...
1: We got got a Hermione with the polyjuice potion as well over here. So I'm just I have gonna, some more that I haven't unboxed.
0: I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, place the Slytherin scarf scarf around my neck um, <laughs> because I am a Slytherin. Um, don't at me, and then <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have these uh, these dueling ones uh, that have like lives on them. Um, I think this one's out of batteries at the moment, but it's got like a little like panel on the front and it like lights up with like four lives and then you just flick it at the I other one that. and it like takes lives off um but yeah we are we are obsessed with harry potter so if you ever came over and stayed you'd definitely have uh you'd definitely have fun
1: in our harry potter madhouse uh going to the uk is uh that's one of my goals my uh my like actual first follower is from the uk and we've always said that eventually i'll go and visit him there so i've got a few stops to make in the uk me and duty beard eventually we'll get there
0: (laughs) i mean if you ever need somewhere there you know you've got you've got this place
1: yes no that would be great i mean we duty beard and i talk all the time about eventually our goal is to just kind of travel and meet people from twitch you know in between streams once we're both doing full time again and you know can support all the travel costs so we'll uh we'll definitely be hitting the uk
0: <laughs> well my offer stands but yeah anyway guys um don't go anywhere because we are going to be answering questions just after we end the podcast but thank you so much uh owl uh for yeah you know, coming thank on you tonight. um so yeah guys remember you can always find uh owl at twitch.tv and uh twitter.tv forward slash new owl who dis that's new owl h double o d i s um don't make them the same mistake i did but yeah thank you once again owl uh, and i appreciate everybody listening in uh, and we'll see you guys in next week's episode thank you once again bye guys thank you for listening to episode number five of the mike james podcast this week i really do appreciate it now guys i just want to highlight a brand new patreon page that i've set up for myself and the podcast if you would like to pledge a little bit of money to the podcast to keep it free to keep it being produced you can do so by pledging a minimum of one dollars over at patreon.com forward slash the mike james i would like to thank uh swagamemnon and daddy t for pledging to the patreon so far big ups to you two i appreciate it massively guys i'd also like to give a big shout out to brandon aka brandon lopez who said just listen to your podcast with stallion Fantastic job, man. Really put into perspective the things I need to work on, as well as some serious self reflecting. Keep them coming, man. They're great. And as well as everybody else in the Michael James Content Experience Hub community, we are one epic family. If you'd like to join the family and you'd like to grow with a group of like minded content creators, you can do so by finding the Discord link in the description of this podcast episode. And guys, thank you so, so much for joining me this week. Thank you for joining us. Uh, me myself and new al Hudis. i really do appreciate you all i hope you all have a wonderful week i hope you all have a wonderful content experience and if you need anything don't forget you can at me on twitter at, at it's the mike james or follow me on instagram and you can reach me there make sure you leave your feedback at it's the mike james on twitter and you possibly might get a shout out in next week's episode so thank you guys have a wonderful week and remember to stay awesome guys